Hey, this is Rob back with the Rob Report with Filthy Rags Outreach. You know, it's another day, and it's going to be a good one. We got something exciting lined up for you guys. Before we get started, though, I just want to give a shout-out to my peoples out in Detroit. You know, I want to give a shout-out to my family lost in the struggle out there. Shout-out to my block boys in Portland. I pray for my bro's safety daily, you know what I'm saying? But I also understand that we can get absorbed by those streets, and this is why I do this. I do this for all my fallen soldiers out there, you know. Shout-out to my raw dogs out there in Detroit, Vancouver, Washington, and an extra special shout-out to my boys, Rayshawn, Lil' Rob, and Javon, for finding their way while I've been locked up, man. I apologize to you guys, man. I know it's rough out there, but, you know, you guys are being men, and so, like, I really appreciate that, so I just want to put that out there. Also, before I get started, I want to remind everybody, you know, we come from the streets, you know, and uh, so if you guys want to get a little bit more of an in-depth look at the street life I come from, I got a homeboy named Smurf. He's got a documentary out there. It's called Killingsworth, which is K-I-L-L-I-N-G-S-W-R-T-H. And this gives you an in-depth look at the life of one of our fallen soldiers. Rest in peace, little Smurf. You know, and I got, a, I got another young homie. You know his name. He goes by Goofy with the K. He's got an album out called Back Poppin', B-A-K-P-O-P apostrophe in and uh i really believe he's the next nipsey hustle and i also know with just uh if he ever could just make it he could save our neighborhood he's the type of guy that will take care of our community so you know i just hope that uh you guys can support him he actually he actually has a song on there that i really like and it's uh he says he prays the lord protects him you know so he's very conscious of what's going on out there and so i just want people to support you know and even though it it glorify some of the things that come from the streets. We really want to support our brothers so that they can get off the streets. And uh, before I pass it over to my engineer, Jessica Justice, I want to just give one more shout-out to my Vincent brothers. Uh, they just got released from prison. These guys uh, these guys got more time than me, and they didn't even kill nobody. They shot a gun, and they got 35-plus years when they were juveniles, 16 and 17 years old. And these guys fought. They should only got maybe at best four years as juveniles, but they were declined on. And they finally got released, and so I want to give a shout-out to my bros. My bro Blaze, he he uh, still out there working to help to make sure no other juveniles can get declined on. So he jumped right out in the streets. He's doing this work. So I just want to give a big shout-out to my bros. Now I want to turn this over to uh, my own girl Jessica Justice on the wheels. What's going on, Jessica? What's cracking? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me what's going on in the Filthy Rags Outreach world. Man, we're still still looking for people to volunteer. We're still looking for funding. Um, you know, we need people to reach out. We need people to support online. Uh, check out our website. Check out our blogs. Listen to the podcast. Comment. Let us know what's up. Uh, reach out. Uh, you're always talking about you want to hear the other side. If we have any victims out there, we really would like to highlight your story, talk to you, uh, share your story, and get your story out there. So, uh, if you have a story to share, you can email uh, podcast at filthyregsoutreach.org and, uh, yeah, tap in. Right on. You know, and this is crazy, Jessica, because I was just thinking the other day, too, right? Because, you know, I'm always thinking about Filthy Rags, and I didn't even share this with you. But what I was thinking, too, is, uh, you know, there's so many, there's so many, like, we was doing that interview the other day, and Curtis's wife was on there. And there's so many women that have to deal with us men that are incarcerated. So I was thinking, too, it would really be good if some of those women could reach out to you also, because that way you guys can talk about some of the things you have in common and share different things like that. And we need to highlight some of that stuff, too, on the airways, too, right? You dig what I'm saying? I feel you. That would be cool. 
right, cool. Hey, check it out. Now, uh, what the people don't know is that you had a really good idea. You know, you wanted me to uh, talk to one of the youngsters out there. You know, his father, we already had sleep on here, but uh, you wanted me to talk to his son, right? Because his uh, son had to deal with his dad being locked up, right? So let's uh, uh, dial him up, man. Let's see what that's going to look like. Let's hear what it's going to sound like. All right, here we go. Hello. Hey, What's Steve. up, man? You sleep? Hello. Sleep? Yo, yeah, it's sleep. What's yeah, up? Well, how you doing? Nah, man. I'm chilling, man. All right, I'm all chilling, right, man. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited, man. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, I'm, I wanted to uh, holler at your young man. Yeah, you. Yeah, he he on the phone. He, he he on the phone right now. I just uh, before you guys get started, if if you can uh. Ask him about his football and stuff too. Yep. Just, just be, yeah, of outside of, of course. Yeah, yeah. Out, of course. Yeah, yeah. Outside of you know, initially what happened with him and the teacher at school. If we could just bring that up in there and um. Yeah, you're on the air right now. Whatever uh, he want to talk about, you know, yeah, we can bring you on, it up. Okay. You, you on the yeah, you on the you on the airways, man. You know, at the end of the day. Oh, man, oh listen, okay. Man, you oh, can my, talk, my you, can talk to you. You listen. Hold on. Check it out. You can talk to your son right now and ask him a couple things. So let's start off like that. You know, introduce him and let's okay. ask a couple things. Let's get this thing popping. Okay, let's go. Are you, you going to do the live report? Yeah, you on. You, we, we, we live. Oh, okay, okay. Live, man, talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Julian, to let everybody know where you're from, man. I'm from Seattle, you know what I'm saying? Washington. I mean, I don't really know what I'm supposed to say. Okay. <laughs> Let them know what school you go to. What, what school you go to? I go to Everett High School. Okay, okay. Uh, how are your grades doing right now? You know what I'm saying? My grades are cool. You know what I'm saying? I got like a 2 7 two eight, You know, it's not where I want it to be now. I'm still trying to get it up there. That's where it's at right Okay, okay. Okay, hey, let me ask a quick let me ask a quick question. How old are you? I'm seventeen. Seventeen? Do you remember how old you was when your pops went to uh to the joint? Uh like eleven? No. Or say younger. I must have been younger. I don't know. Okay. I, I I remember when he came back though. I remember I was in fifth grade. That's when he came back. Yeah, he okay, was six years old. One more question. I want to ask one more question. I'm gonna turn it back over to you, Sleep. When he was gone, when he was gone, how did that how did that feel for you, knowing that he wasn't around? Uh, uh I don't really remember what I was doing, but I know like I was wondering where my dad was at. Right, and. Th- and then one more thing I want to know, like, uh, was there any, like, school events and things like that where you wish your dad could have came to and he wasn't there, where you see other kids' dads there and yours wasn't there? Um, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I don't think I was really into, like, school activities a lot back then. Okay, but you into them now, though. Go ahead, sleep, take back over, get on Okay, uh, uh, Julian, when you were in the eighth grade, uh, what what school did that uh, 
did the teacher put his hands on you at? At Sequoia in Federal Bank. Okay, could you uh, explain to every, everybody who don't know what exactly happened? Uh, so, I had, it was like a new semester or something, and I had like uh, a new schedule, and then my, the, the class I was in, the teacher I had, I guess, told the uh, the teacher that was across the hall that I was supposed to, that I wasn't supposed to be in her class. So the guy came in and he seemed like the school was like ghetto. Like everybody was doing what they wanted. Like, and then everybody in the class was on their phones. So he comes up to me and he's like talking. He's like, you're not supposed to be in the class. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, you can look at my schedule. And he takes, he snatches my phone out of my hand and like breaks one of the pieces off of it. And then, like, I'm like, bro, what are, you, what are you doing? And then he leaves, and I'm like, yep, I'm going to come back and get my phone at lunch. So I come back. My friend's with me. He's recording and stuff. And uh, I'm going to get it back, and he's not trying to get it back. So I'm like, well, I mean, we could call my dad. Like, I'm not I'm not going to let you, you know, like, keep my phone. So, uh so we, I, I'm going back to get my phone, and he's not trying to give it up. And I'm like, I'm standing right next to my bro, give me my phone. Like, I'm not playing, bro, give me my phone. And he's like, nah. And then he's like, uh, out of my and I'm like, nah, get my phone first, and then I'll get out. And he's like, do I need to use physical force against you? And I was like, I mean, you can do what you got to do, but as soon as my dad gets here, like, I'm going to have my phone. So he, he starts pushing me, and then he pushes me against the wall. And then I fall, I hit the wall super hard and then I fall down and I black out for a little bit. And like, I don't really remember like a lot because like I blacked out when I hit the floor and then like my woke up, my fingers were hurt. Like I think one of my fingers, my middle finger was like sprained or something. And then, uh, we went to lunch and then that's when my dad came. Wow. Hey, let me ask a question real quick. You said you go to what school? I go to Everett High School right now. Is that in a good neighborhood? Uh, it's in a it's in a pretty safe neighborhood. I would say. Ain't nothing too bad be happening. Okay, okay. And do you guys have a lot of like uh, problems up there where your teacher might be apprehensive, like gangs and stuff, or is it pretty mellow? Uh, it's pretty mellow up there. Like, it don't nothing like too serious be happening. We're like right, in a right. in a good. That's crazy, but it's it's no, that's mine. But it's good that you rely on your dad to sleep. You had to go up there and intervene. Well, you talking to me? Hello. Yeah, sleep. Hello? I was saying you, you had to go up there and intervene. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is what happened. I'm at home. I'm off this particular day and I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see a little video with my son. And so, you know, at this time of my son's life, he's in eighth grade. Like I'm still able to hug my son. You know, he, he'll allow me to, you know, give him a head kiss or, you know, like we're doing the football thing. Like he's still attached to me until this man touched my baby. So anyhow, um, I'm scrolling down Facebook and I see some movement with a man and my son. And then I see him on the ground. 
But I'm just thinking that they're playing or something because, you know, my son's playful and he's a teacher's aide at the time. And so then I keep scrolling down and then I see something else that says, Mr. Olsen is messed up for what he did to Juju. So I scroll back up and now I really investigate the video. So this girl I used to go to Tai with, she inboxes me. She goes, she says, sweet, uh, you need to, uh, get up here about, she says, you need to get up here to the school. So I have a daughter that's two years younger than Julian and she's with all the nonsense and fighting and stuff. So I figured it was her. And so I said, what did Amari do? They said, no, it's Julian. Mind you, I'm looking at these videos. So she's like, just get up here fast. So I call my mom, you know, I'm maybe a, uh, maybe three years out of federal prison, one year off of papers. And I call my mom, I tell her what happens. My mom starts immediately praying, asking God to help me and to, to don't let me go up here and get, you know, go to jail. And I'm crying and I'm trying to ask God to, to, to bring me any kind of sanity, uh, sanity, to, you know, to keep me whole while I, while I go up in this school. So my mom's praying and stuff. I get to the school and when I walk in the front door, the principal is standing right there. When he sees me, it's like he saw a ghost. It's like he saw a ghost. So boom, he goes, Hey, Mr. Williams. I go, hello. I go, where's my son at? He goes, who Julian? And I said, yeah, Julian, where's my son? He was just assaulted by a teacher. He goes, yeah, I know. I just sent my security guard to investigate. So I'm looking at him with a different type of look. You mean you're not getting up to go see what has happened in your school? Okay. That's strike one. So a little kid comes up to me and he goes, are you looking for Julian? I go, yes, I'm looking for my son. He says, I'll go get him. He goes and gets Julian. Now, about confidence and what? He looks directly at the principal. Then he looks and he just gives a little grin like, I told y'all my dad was coming here about me. You know what I'm saying? And go off, I just got to say this. There is so many black fathers that are out, that are fighting for their kids, that are walking with their kids, that are raising their kids. So when that man looked back at me, thinking that Julian's uh, mother was coming up there, or his grandmother, no, his daddy. So the man says, can I see you? So they want to move me to the office. I said, sure. I said, did you guys call the police or the ambulance about my son? He goes, no, but you're welcome to call. That's strike two. I asked where the teacher was at. The teacher's up in the classroom teaching. After he then assaulted my son in front of everybody, my black child that was laying on the ground for five minutes with stars, and this man done flung my baby to the ground. I said, cool. I let the police come. And the police officer comes. As soon as he sees me, my son is guilty. Once he sees that I'm black, my son is guilty. So I teach his whole movement. I said, cool. We get into the, uh, we have a little meeting that bring my son in. I pull my phone out. I turn my phone sideways to record the police officer. The police basically said, I don't know how big your son is. And from the looks of things, your son is a troublemaker out here. Okay. 
What he didn't know is, what he didn't know is, my son is an undefeated seventh grade champion from football. He just took the school to the championship and won them people a champ and won it all for them. That school ain't been to no championship in like twelve to thirteen years prior to my baby getting there. Not only that, my baby he tutors other kids. He's helping in the math class. This is what kind of kid he was before this man touched him. So, bam, I'm recording the officer, and I'm like, my son ain't no troublemaker, da-da-da-da-da. He goes, well, back in my day, the teachers were allowed to assault kids. And I said, check this out, partner. Ain't nobody about to touch my kid, rough my kid up, and I don't know what no other parent is accepting, but I'm not accepting that. So the, the man is, the officer's yelling at me. I'm getting just as loud with him because I'm not on probation. I'm not, I don't got no warrants and I'm a citizen and I work and I pay taxes. So as loud as you get in here, I'm going to get just as loud. Then I, I, um, I got onto the principal. He had these, okay. So he had these awards up on the wall that he got from, from, um, from being in the war. And I was like, man, I'm ashamed of you, bro. You might as well turn those awards around because you ain't no hero to me. You allowed my son to get abused up in the school, didn't call the police, didn't call the ambulance, and didn't even have my son in the nurse's office. So um, so the meeting, you know, it keeps going on. I'm recording them. And um, what, what really upset me was when the police went out of the office they debriefed him on who my son was at the school and who he is. So when he came back in the school, I mean, when the teacher came back in the room, excuse me, he called my son Juju before he was calling him Julian. So don't come in here with that, hey, Juju, that really just rubbed me wrong. And then he, then he tells my son, and here, you're quite the athlete. Nah, partner. All that's over with, bro. We're we not about to do that. We're not about to play that game. Let's write this uh, report up. And then I want to know if the teacher's about to go to jail. Teacher don't go to jail. Teacher don't get an uh, interview. Teacher gets to keep teaching until his, uh, you know, until his shift was over. So what did I, what I did was I called, I, um, I messaged all the news. I called the police. I took my son to the ambul- uh, to the hospital. My son had a concussion. He had two fractured fingers. And from that day on, my son changed. My son was outside all the time. He was, he was playing football. He was outside with his friends. Man. Um, yeah, man. My baby was a happy, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I kept violence, games, all that stuff away from my son, man. My son is a football player. He's, you know, he had good grades, and he ain't been in no trouble or nothing. So now my son don't want to go outside. He got his window covered with, like, blankets, so it's pure darkness in his room. He started playing the video games. And straight alienated from his friend and all type of uh, like if it didn't have nothing to do with football my son didn't have nothing to do with it and he was in the house he didn't want to spend time with his sisters 
in his family. He didn't want to work. And, um, he, he, you know, he, he just changed. I couldn't really hug my baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, our relationship kind of, you know what I'm saying, bro? And, like, I'm, like, in my head, mentally, I'm, like, I was gangbanging out here, and I was doing all this stuff, violent towards people that I didn't even know. But I couldn't even defend my son up in this school when I know this dude is here. I wanted to, I, I just wanted to grab him, you know what I'm saying? And just slam him one time and then stand over him and be like, you know, my baby's 13 years old, bro. You, you like six feet tall, 200 pounds. My son can't defend himself against you, but I can defend myself against you. But I couldn't even do that. All I could do was take my son to the hospital and look at, you know, how he was bandages and you know just his mental and how he was looking at me and just taking in the whole situation and then once it hit the news you know we're talking about 400,000 comments of they came after my son they said he was a bad kid they they said I needed to get my butt whooped and his dad needed to be in there getting the punishment that the teacher gave him and like you if I wish I could just like print it off and send it to you so you could just see how they came after me and after him and the boy didn't even do nothing, man. He was in the right class. They gave my son the same schedule twice. And all the man had to do was say, Julian, can I see your schedule? None of this would have happened. None of it would have happened, but he didn't do that. He got aggressive with my son. He threatened my son. And every time my son would say, go ahead, take my phone. I'm just going to call my dad. When he told him that he wanted to get physical with him, he said, get physical with me. I'm still going to call my dad. And I just feel like he whooped him so much when I'm going to call my dad that the man lost his temper. And if you see the video, you'll see that my son did not aggress him. My son stood in the same place. And my son even covered his, his arms. Like, you know, he covered his chest with his arms to take his stance. The man grabbed him. He shoved him. And when he was shoving him out the door, my son hit his face on the you know, we're, we're on the place where you shut the door and then he flung my baby to the ground. He didn't just like barely push him. You could see him grab my son's clothes and like push, push. And then like uh, a feral pushing to the ground. And my son is like a hun- at this time, he's maybe 120 pounds. He's in the eighth grade. He's maybe five foot one at the time, you know, soaking wet. So after it hits the after it hit the news, fired the teacher. The school district. Oh, they did. Uh, they did. Yeah, they ended up. They fired the teacher. They never issued an apology to Julian, and they never admitted guilt for anything that happened. And uh, we're four years in right now, and we're uh, we're about to be going to sue them here in the next couple months. You know what I, you know, listening but to this, you know, one thing that I want to throw in there is, you know, it, it's a shame that, you know, somebody that he's supposed to, to look up to and, and trust a teacher that's put in a position to look after your kids does that to someone, someone's child. And you feel the way you're feeling. I can, I can hear it in your voice getting, getting, Me too. man, I cannot imagine my heart goes out to you. And, you know, um, I hope, I hope everything resolves, you know 
the way that you guys wanted to. I mean, really, I'm glad they fired that teacher. I hope he don't teach nowhere else. Yeah, and the, the, the bad thing about it, when I Googled the man, he was working at Garfield putting his hands on another kid. Wow. Wow. You, you know, bro, yeah. one, one thing that I... One thing I know, like, coming from the lifestyle that we come from, I got to commend you, though, for not, like, blowing your lid, right? Because, like, you know, that's something we got to learn here, too, is how to, like, we know that it's going to get worse when we get out there. Even though it's bad in here, it's going to get worse. We're going we're gonna to come up against all kind of stuff that's going to test our resolve where we can easily be back in here. And, bro, you could easily double back up in here just because somebody touched your son, bro. So, like, I know that you don't feel like you did the right thing, but I know you did, and I know your son knows you did, because if you would have put your hands on the teacher, he, he would have got fired, you would have went back to prison. You feel me? So I got to put that out uh, there. I was going to say that. Julian. Julian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, how did you feel after you left the hospital? After they told you what had happened to you, I was like worried about what other kids were going to say because I knew it was on video. I didn't even want to go back into school, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to see him there again. Like, I was like scared. Did you end up going back can to I, that can school? Can I just tell you? Uh, no, I. That's a, no, uh, yes, I transferred. Yeah, I transferred him to Illigy. He was there maybe a month and a half. And because the school was like right down the street in the other direction in Federal Way, everybody knew it was him. Yeah, so heard about it. Every, yeah, so every day somebody was making comments or saying something. And so I transferred him again to uh, to uh, school in Tuckwilla, Showalter as well. Hey, listen, let me say this to you, young man, uh, because I, listen, man, I used to be an athlete, too, and I used to have problems in school, but most of the problems I had was the problems I created for myself. But for you, I would just tell you to just keep going hard. You know, don't, I know that that happened, and it's going to be traumatic, and you're going to remember it, but just keep going hard, bro. Keep playing, keep doing your sports, and keep doing the best that you can do. And I know that you might feel embarrassed because of what happened, but bro, just keep going hard and, and just keep going. Go hard. Every day, go harder and go harder and just keep doing what you do. Get good grades and keep staying in your sports and just strive for excellence. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, for sure. Right, well, I just, wanted, I just wanted to touch bases with so after I transferred him to Showalter, the football season started. <coughs> The boy, in three games, he had 452 yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground in three games. What? <laughs> what? That's, oh, so you is going That's what hard. he did. You going hard then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, use that energy. Use that energy on that field, man. Every time you on that field, take that energy out there because that's the thing, man. We got to learn how to use our energy a different way instead of – being violent, just try for excellence, bro. That's what I'm talking about. And congratulations, man. I'm going to be looking for you, man. This next season, I'm going to be looking for you on that Friday Night Lights. Oh, he's on there. If you guys can look up oh, Huddle or anything right. in there. 
Yeah, he's there. Uh, he did, he just rushed. Me, I wish y'all could send me a little highlight or something on the JPay or something so I could see it, man. I definitely, man, I'm definitely oh, inspired I, to hear this. I can send it to Jessica. If she knows how to do it, yeah, then I can please. send you guys all of the yeah. highlights. And I, I can send you the video. I can send you the video also of the teacher putting his hands on him and the interview with the police officer. And you'll be able to see it and hear how the police... Yeah, we'll definitely... Hey, uh, Jessica, we'll definitely, is, is there any way to put that on the site? I was just going to say that. We're going to definitely post some highlight videos of, of Julian playing so everybody that's listening can, can watch. We'll post a link so you can watch it. Uh, whatever, you know. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, cool. I love it. Yeah, that's good, bro. Hey, man, I'm so, I'm so proud of him, and I'm really proud of you too, bro. You know, especially coming from where we come from, because it's really hard. But you must be really parent and really good. I want to ask you a quick question, man. How were you able to, after getting out of prison, how were you able to even recommit to that relationship with your son and pick those pieces up? Um, when I was in federal court, the judge, uh, uh, Quincy Jones's brother, uh, Jones, uh, Judge Jones, he asked me, he said, do you see those 18 chairs over there? And I said, yeah. He said, when we call the jurors to sit in those chairs for you, they're going to come from the four corners of the state of Washington. Vancouver, uh, you know, he named them all. And he said, they're going to have to drive this. He said, they're going to see that you're a gang member. They're going to see shootings. They're going to see a charge of real violence in 99. And even if you're innocent, what do you think you're going to be to them when they see and hear what the prosecutor is going to say about you? I said, guilty. He said, how old is your oldest child? I said, he's six. He said, if you play a game here, you're going to be 21 when you walk out of that door. He said, he'll be done if you take your medicine and you'll walk out the door when he's mine. He will never remember that you He will remember when he is nine and you will. That's what he's going to remember. I hurry up and wrote my name on that paper, and I took my medicine right then and there. And when I got out, I cut all my hair off. I said a prayer. I put this blessed oil that this pastor had at that federal pen. I down my from my forehead to my chin, and from my ears to my next ear, and I said a quick prayer. Walked me out that gate. I didn't look back and I said, I'm going to gangbang for my kids. And I don't give a damn what anybody say or anybody thinks. It's going to be about my kids. And it's going to be about my son first. He's my firstborn. And he is a man. And he's a boy. And I have to raise him and I have to guide him. Even when he don't want me to be his eyes. I'm going to be my son's eyes. And he will not repeat the sins of his father because I'm going to break the cycle of my daddy's curse with my son. And I've been here every since October 25th, 2000. My kids 
February, uh, someday in February, uh, 2013, and I've had custody ever since then. I ain't got no, I did not have one violation, not even a warning, because it was all about my kids. Man, that's that's beautiful, man. For real, that is that's beautiful, man. And so, what is your relationship like? I mean, I would imagine it's really good. You know, it's strained a little bit from the teacher incident, but what is what is that like? You know, just being a father uh, coming out of prison and and just having your hands on your son full time like that. Um. So I didn't have my dad. I didn't have my dad. So he has me, but he don't have his mom. So I, I'm learning how to try to be a little bit of a nurturer more, like how a woman would, would be, but I, I'm still all men. But, you know, like, it's, it's, I don't know how to say it. It's rough. I'm going to just say it's, it's rough and it's good and it's rough, but I know that my, my kids, not just him, I know that my kids need their mom. Or, you know, if my mom lived in the state, that he would have more, he would have a woman around him. So, me being a single dad, it's, it's good times and, it, and it's rough times, you know. But I, I was able to keep a promise to my babies and I've been going the last four years. I, I, I will never live with another woman again while I have my kids. So I had to start from the bottom, get on two one one. I had to get them people to pay an eviction off. They put me in a place. I got a three bedroom. Now I elevated to a four bedroom. And so my kids and him, they seeing that, seeing me work to to, to make sure that they are provided for. So that helps too, because I kind of see when they feel bad about certain stuff, you know. And uh. You know, he a big boy now, you know, but again, you know, it it has a, you know, challenging because, you know, I didn't have my dad. I had, I had my mom, so I was raised differently because I was raised by a woman. They're being raised by a man that was raised by a woman. And then, so, if that, I know it don't sound right, but it's just how it is, you know. Trust me, I get it. I want to ask you one more question, though. How do you how do you keep your kids good in good grades, and uh, and how much time do you have invested in in like uh, his sports and stuff? Like, are you uh, hands on with any of that stuff, the 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 homework or the football, or you letting the teachers handle it all? Well, I don't miss no games, and I rarely miss practices. Um, as far as school go with him, I'm trying to let him manage his, his get down. But then when I have to step in then I have to step in, um, because my thing is this, my thing is this, my thing is this, bro. I don't want the streets to get my baby. So I'm on him. Right. I mean, he can't breathe. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in, I'm in his room. I'm in his phone. He may think I don't know them codes, and but I do. <laughs> I need to see what my son is doing. And he can change his code all he wants. 
But as long as I have the T-Mobile, I mean, I pay the bill, they unlock phones for daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's a little, you know, I'm proud of him, though, bro. I am, I am proud of my son. Um, he is it. not in no trouble. He go to school every day. He has a friend. I, I, I in yeah, he's still on the phone. Hey, I want. Yeah, I just want to ask, like, uh, I want to ask you real quick. Do you, uh, do you have any goals yet? As far as like, do you know what you want to be when you graduate high school, or have you not really sat down and thought about that yet? Uh, I have been thinking about it a lot lately. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to go to college. You know, and see what you know the football life is really like, and see if that's what I really want to do. And if that's not okay. you know part of the plan, uh, I'm gonna go into like. You have 60 seconds remaining. That he's paying a lot. That pay a lot of money. I'm just, you know. Okay, so Junior, my, my time is about to be, my time is about to be up, and Jessica's gonna close out with y'all. But I just want to know one more thing: Are you taking care of your body, and are you getting the right proteins and the right? Uh, are you getting the right kind of training for that type of stuff? Uh, I'm about to go into this training facility in like a few weeks. It's called FSP. It's uh, we're like all from yeah, the you know the Seahawks and players from all around. And the NFL, they be going there to train. I'm about to be up in there getting my work in. You know what I'm saying? Right on, right on. Hey, y'all, it's been great. Jessica, I'm going to have to let you close it out because my time is up. I thank all the listeners. I thank you, Juju. Sleet, you know what's up, man. Thank you, man, for your time, bro. I appreciate you guys. Of course. No problem. Love, bro. Well, I have never closed up a Rob Report before, but I am going to uh, thank you guys for coming on the Rob Report today. Um, do you uh, want to shout out anybody? Shout out my grandma. That's right. Great, dad. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, we'll have this podcast up and check out Sleep Sleep TV, 3Zs on Instagram. Yep, 3Zs. Sleep All right. TV. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night. All right, you too.